Welcome to WTTS In Conversation, supported by Technology Recyclers. I'm Laura Duncan. WTTS In Conversation, a bi-weekly podcast sharing 30 years of in-depth conversations with musicians from all genres and eras, emerging artists, and those who have contributed to the soundtrack of our lives. In this episode, WTTS morning host Matt Pelser talks to singer and guitarist Taylor Meyer from the band Camp about how recording their latest song turned into a rock and roll adventure, plus the importance of sustainable merch and the non-musical creative outlet that is sustaining him through the pandemic. Dude, that is so that is so crazy that you're asking that. I I, I absolutely did. I'm getting back into it. And now WTTS in conversation with Taylor Meyer from Camp. Taylor, it's hey, really cool to meet you. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. So, Officer of Love, you wrote it in 2019, and you finished the studio version when, like, late late September, something like that. But you go, you went back to Nile City Sound in Fort Worth, which is where you recorded by and by. Why'd you go back? Um, honestly, it, the universe just kind of we just kind of fell there. Um, we were down in Austin starting a tour at what's that big festival called acl Mm. um and you know it's a two weekend festival so we were going to be in the city for a week and um i had written that song and the guys were all you know we were all really gung-ho about it so adam our manager was just like would you guys be down to take the bus go to fort worth you know in between the two weekends of acl and lay some stuff down and that's what we ended up doing. Um, so that's that's why Niles came back into the equation. Um, and I'm so happy it did. Yeah, I mean, like, why is that? You guys had so many great things to say about that studio. I mean, it, it sounds like it was, it was serendipitous. You were in the area and you just decided to take a jaunt back over. But, I mean, there's plenty of studios mm-hmm. to choose from. Absolutely, you know. And us being just the, the way we are, kind of like, free-flowing rock and rollers you know we never really put too much stress behind that decision and um niles you know there's just like there's too much to be said about the vibe of that place fort worth as a town is like so cool it's great food great people the weather's awesome i mean and uh we really just got comfy there just a lot of cool guitars and 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 nice tones nice amps and and josh and austin just you know top class gentlemen and the, the best of what they do and uh, bring the best out of us. So for that tune, you know, specifically, like I remember JB saying early on in the camp record, like, you know, he just loves songs with a groove, like a heavy groove. And so that, that part of like my heart knew that he would be, you know, ideal for this song. Cause it's just, it's such a, it's a, it's a vibe, you know, it's like a, you feel it. It's heavy through there, just like the whole time, you know, it's on, on kind of like that. It's already rocking. And so when we brought it to him and he, we decided to just cut it, cut it live. Just You did it live? We did it live. So <laughs> um, actually, yeah, the officer kind of has like a mind blowing story behind it. Um, and I'll just, I'll just kind of, I'll, I'll skim you through it. Basically we tracked it. Um, we built myself a little vocal booth out of baffles. Ev was on the drums, Marty on the bass and Joe on this cool, like, I think it was like a whirly. Um, and we, we played it, I think like 
two or three times. And on the third take, I was just like, that, that was it. We had like, we just had the lights down low in the studio and, and disco ball above Ed's head <laughs> on the drums. And, <laughs> and it was just vibing and like, you know, had my sunglasses on, like feeling like Lou Reed and just like trying to like channel that, you know, that truth. And we cut it and it was, it was right there to tape, man. It was like right there. And then all I had to do was go on and put the guitar parts. So I just strummed through it a couple of times and put that, that little lead line. And then the boys did their harmonies. So then we leave the studio, you know, we go, we go play at ACL and we start our by and by tour. A couple weeks later, we get a call from our manager and he's just like white in the face. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know how to tell you guys this, but Josh hired a company to come buy uh, back up the files at Nile City, like come back up his whole hard drives and stuff. And everything he had worked on in the last two weeks, the files were corrupted and irretrievable. Oh my God. So actually, you know, he he lost, you know, a bunch of stuff and it was devastating for him and he felt horrible and he was trying to fly us out to recut it and all this stuff. And like, it, it was like, you know, it was, it was kind of a moment of loss and panic, but we were like, also like we had the one bounce. Yeah. Like the, the bounce that we sent to Dropbox that day, like unmixed, untouched straight to tape. And we were just like, we have this wave file of the song. Like we can either fly back to Texas and recut it or, just master this and that's and what you did we, yeah we just decided to <laughs> to master like the the to tape you know like the board mix so, like we sent it to bob ludwig and he he brought the magic out of it and we just put it out and just said you know that's the spirit of the song let's just rock and roll absolutely what a great story man yeah it's it's kind of a it's still crazy when i tell it i it's like to myself it's like because <laughs> we were so we were so we were crushed for a sec we're like oh you know damn that was a really special day and a really special take and like the vibe was just so sweet and like of course you know you can do your best to get back in there and emulate it you know but we just decided to go with it we'll be back with part two of our conversation with taylor meyer from camp wtts in conversation with support from technology recyclers what happens to your obsolete electronics? It is estimated that only 18% of all electronic waste is properly recycled globally. This harms the environment, wastes natural resources, and pollutes our landfills. You should be recycling your computers and electronics. Technology Recyclers has the solution. With their R2 certification, they guarantee 100% data destruction. Their state-of-the-art shredding and separation system ensures nothing ends up in landfills. They're Hoosier veteran-owned and always free to you and your company. Visit Technology Recyclers on the web. And now, part two of WTTS In Conversation with Taylor Meyer from Camp. I don't, I don't mean to keep coming back to this studio, but I've seen some footage of you guys recording by and by there. And they got a lot of cool, like, vintage gear, and the space seems really cool. And obviously, you went back to do Officer of Love. Did that space do something special for your creativity um, when you were doing By and By? 
Oh, definitely. I think so. I mean, like, relatively speaking, we have, uh, like, not a ton of experience recording music. And, you know, Evan and I made the first camp record in, like, an old Ford showroom, like, with concrete walls. And we did Boys in a Warehouse out in Colorado with Matt. And so for By and By, like, that was our first time being really occupying a space like a real studio like that um and also bringing in just like a couple of aces in the pocket and austin jenkins and josh block just people with good ears and good hearts and so yeah that space and that that time period and those people really brought i think a lot of uh, the spirit of by and by out of us and in the uh, session that you did for us, uh, our Sun King Studio 92 session, uh, you're playing this um, really cool Telecaster. The You don't see the Rosewood headstock very often. Is that a special no. guitar to you? That That is actually a special guitar, and it's actually a walnut neck. Oh, okay. Um, so that's a... Uh, that's a West Young Telecaster, um, and that that is a very special guitar to me. And that kind of has a cool story. Um, when we signed uh, with Mom and Pop, when we decided to sign by and by to Mom and Pop, on one of my last calls with Goldie, the the head of the, of the label, I was just like, "All right, you know, like you got me, like we're ready." But I I want a new guitar for all the guys. Like I want <laughs> I want each of us to get. Just like outside of the deal, like I want, you know, nothing crazy. I'm not talking like $10,000 vintage tellies, but I was like, you know, $2,000 cool guitar to take on, to take on tour, you know, like, and so obviously he, he agreed and we, we signed the deal and we've been so happy with mom and pop. They're absolute professionals, aces, great people. And, uh, I found that. I found that guitar at a little shop in Columbus that's actually not even open anymore. And it's from this builder named Wes Young, um, who lives in Ithaca, New York and only puts out a couple guitars a year, but it just like, <laughs> it was perfect, man. It was a, a walnut telly. It's all in, antiqued and kind of like broken up and, um, has just this like cool sound I hadn't heard before because I'd never played a guitar with a walnut neck before. Yeah, and he does this like really cool like you can tell it's like cracked finish almost like on the on the varnish. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, the back is antiqued, belt belt buckle wear, and then I've got the <laughs> and it's also got a it's got got a black tuning peg for the high E, so I call it Black Fang. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something that's really important to you guys is sustainability. You try to make your merch sustainable. In what ways do you do that and, and why? Um, I think the why, you know, should take almost no explanation. Sure. Uh, I think at this point, you know, if you're not aware or functioning and living in a way that um, is conscious of the impact you're having behind you, you know, it's just, uh, you know, we need to do some learning. Um, but how is we teamed up with this really cool company um called ambient inks um who use um, upcycled recycled material eco-conscious dyes i honestly i'm i'm undereducated on all the ways they do what they do but it's amazing we get these 
basically we get these like year end or quarterly reports on gallons of water saved, you know, chemicals reduced, bottles taken out of the ocean and all those cool statistics, you know, and I just think as as a, as a culture, you know, the music industry can be a little wasteful in, in like our green room practices and our touring practices with all like the water bottles and just like at shows, you know, like all those plastic cups and then just, just down to everything, you know, it's, it's a lot of just a commodities, 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 you know? And so our, just our little impact of trying to um, stay sustainable and, and responsible for the environment. is just like, you know, I believe in that, man. And like, I, you know, I was raised in, kind of like a Huck Finn kind of childhood where I have a supreme appreciation for nature. And, um, I want my, my kids to have that as well, you know, and we don't, we don't get to get there with the way we're, we're currently going. Right. So I got one more question and it's, it's kind of a weird one. Uh, but have you used, I know you used to do ceramics. Have you used any pandemic time to get back into that? Dude, that is so that's so crazy that you're asking that. I I just bought myself a wheel for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you did. Nice, cool. I I, I, I absolutely did. I'm getting back into it. Um, yeah. So that's I I I spent a lot of time in high school uh, doing ceramics, and that kept me just sane and out of trouble. And it's actually what I got accepted to college for, um, even though I didn't last too long in school. Um, I just I've always had a passion for that, and so. Over Christmas, I actually, I, I bought a house and it's got a little garage out back. And so I've got, now I've got a kerosene heater out there and I, I bought myself a wheel and a 50 pound box of speckle tan and I've been throwing. <laughs> Good for you, man. You made yeah. anything cool yet? No, you know, I have, I've only kept one bowl. Um, everything else I've just been kind of, just kind of getting back into the, the rhythm of it all, you yeah. know? Um, and my buddy my buddy Coe's, uh, he's got a wheel as well. So we're going to get a batch of stuff together here, some keepers. And there's this place called the kiln room where we can actually go fire and, and get some pieces to finish. So, uh, yeah, just, just getting back into the groove. It's kind of sweet, but I, I can't believe you asked that. It's like weird time. <laughs> Taylor from camp, man. So great to talk to you. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Matt. It's been a great interview. WTTS In Conversation, with support from Technology Recyclers. Subscribe to this podcast and find more information at WTTSFM.com. I'm Laura Duncan. Thanks for listening.